0: Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives, here on 97.5 CIOEFM with live stream on communityradio.ca, every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk, mostly with guests, about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Hi everyone, it's Dr. Christine Sauer with Healthy Alternatives and today my guest is Sandra Elia. Now Sandra Elia is a certified food addiction counselor with a passion for helping people overcome addictive eating and more. Welcome Sandra. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you, and food addiction is a topic that is so important for many people that want to lose weight, and nowadays, who doesn't? (laughs) Tell us a little bit, how did you get into that field, and your own story?
1: Yeah, for sure, and that's exactly how I got into this field, is because of my own history um, with uh, weight issues, and uh, eventually obesity so um, I'd have to take you back, oh gosh, no. <laughs> 18 years. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're not that old yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was 18 years ago. I was uh, 29 years old and I really hit rock bottom in my life. It was just such a sad time in my life. I was 29 years old. I was over 100 pounds overweight. I was experiencing um, clinical depression. Uh, my whole life was spinning out of control. I wish that I could tell you that it was just my weight and
0: my eating, but it really affected every single area of my life. I was—I I, I am one that understands it. At my highest, I was 315 pounds and I'm now 150 pounds less. Mm. Uh, it's still a struggle. That was 2006. I had weight loss surgery. So how did you lose the weight and keep it yeah. up?
1: Yeah. So I lost the weight by identifying as a food addict. And so 17 years ago, that was pretty, there weren't many people who oh. believed in such a thing. I remember going to the doctor and saying, I think I'm addicted to food. And, um, he said, Oh, did you read that in cosmopolitan? Is that an, like it was just so dismissed? Right. Mm-hmm. But luckily I found other people that, um, that did believe in that. And I was coached to figure out what my trigger foods were. So the trigger foods are foods that we obsess about, that once we start having them, it's very difficult to have a reasonable portion that often lead to a binge. And those generally are almost always sugar and flour products, right? Refined sugar. I'm not talking about fruit, but refined sugar and refined flour, the pizzas, the pastas, the breads. Mm -hmm. And I found that it was easier to eliminate those foods than try to negotiate how much to figure out how to have a bowl of pasta and stop is not possible for me or to try to figure out how to have like a cheat day or maybe just have desserts on Sunday. Like it never worked for me. And I found more peace just knowing that these foods were not an option. Now, once I put those trigger foods down, the work had just begun because um, I had a lot of things going on in my life that caused me pain. And as a food addict, when I'm in pain, what do I want? I want relief. I want pain relief. And that comes to me in the form of food. So now I had to shine a light across my entire life and start cleaning things up so Mm -hmm. at the time I was in a bad marriage and I got to the point where I realized I could be married or I could be happy but I couldn't have both Mm -hmm. and had to make some tough decisions about my marriage and I had to end my marriage and I was taking care of my mother who was living with bipolar disorder oh wow yeah. So I was her primary caregiver and I needed to put some boundaries in there because we had an incredibly codependent toxic relationship that needed to become untangled so that I could care for myself. Um, you know, I was off work. That's how sick I got at the age of 29. I, you know, my, I lived with chronic back pain and crippling depression. And so, um, it really was about putting my whole life together. You know, we say, it's really not about the food. It's about the food, but not really, because once you decide you're not going to use food, then what are you going to do with all the things that drove you to use? You got to kind of clean that up. And I had to grow up really fast and I needed a lot of
0: support to do that. Yeah. And 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 that is important to notice Because the food addiction is just another way to quench the emotional pain. Some people get alcohol, some people get drugs, some people use sugary or starchy foods, which have the same effect on the brain. A hundred percent, yes. I agree with you. And, and, and you went through a hard time. And I hear that in, 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 in how you tell it. And I understand it. I went through hard times myself. I know how it feels. Mm. I know how it feels to be very depressed. I tried to commit suicide twice yeah. myself. So I know how it is. And it's tough. It is hard work to find the emotional pain and overcome it. So how did you manage to overcome it, that emotional pain?
1: yeah so I started from a very unusual place, and that was I needed to accept myself exactly as I was mm. I really um I decided it didn't matter if I ever lost another pound again. It just didn't matter because I couldn't keep eating the way I was eating and I couldn't keep living the way I was living. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really see that that food was making me crazy, it was making me depressed, and I had my whole life just been desperate to be thin and I couldn't be thin, so I thought screw it. I'm not even ever going to get on the scale again. Um, It doesn't matter if I ever lose another pound again. I just got to clean up this life because I, you know, at 29, I wanted to die at such a young, tender age. You know, I, I look back now at these last 17 years of my life that have been wonderful and filled with adventure and travel and opportunities. And I was ready to throw it all away because I just couldn't stop compulsively overeating. So for me, starting from a place of unconditional love, love is energizing. And how much energy do you need to do this work? Right? Right. Self-hatred, self-condemnation, harsh judgment will drain you of every ounce of energy. And when I work with people, this is so difficult for them because they're like, no, I can't love myself like this. No, I'm not going to accept myself until I get to this number. And the problem is it's going to be very hard to change when you're filled with shame and hatred. Shame mm-hmm. and hatred is is not a motivator and it will
0: keep you stuck and it will keep you drained, right? So that is a very important point point that even if your body is out of shape and you're big, you have to find a way to love the person that's inside. Exactly. That won't change If you lose the weight, it won't change, and that's the same thing why many people after weight loss surgery gain the weight back because they haven't done the work.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's that's very heartbreaking. I have uh, many clients who have gone through bariatric surgery and have gained the weight back, and they I do my heart goes out to them because I know that surgery was incredibly difficult. It's not an easy way out. Anyone? No, no, no. It's a tool. that's all it is and it's very difficult because of all your whole life and body is altered from that day forward
0: yeah but on the other hand when you adjust to it and take the supplements that you have to take for the rest of your life or you get sick then you are doing fine now that's my puppy now let me just interrupt for a moment yes and I think my husband came in and I'll give him the puppy (laughs) just <laughs> okay now we're back recording so we had a little break uh, to get the puppy out of uh, his barking mode <laughs> yes <laughs> so tell tell us a little bit more by the way that puppy is food uh, addicted
1: <laughs> you think so already
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely he is just after food but most dogs are yeah yeah so, tell me a little bit more about uh, how you transformed your life and uh, what you do with clients that have a food addiction. And many people don't recognize it. They say, I can't stop eating. I, I lose 50 pounds with willpower and then I gain it all back in some. And the yo yo dieting is worse than not dieting.
1: That's very true. And willpower is an exhaustible resource. No one can live on willpower alone. And it's important to understand that going on a restrictive diet is, in fact, very dangerous because a restrictive famine, your brain perceives it as a famine, and it doesn't realize that perhaps you're not living in a famine right now. And for many years in human history, famine was a real threat. And mm-hmm. so what happens when you restrict too much in the background, your brain will send signals to look for food, find food, eat food, and not just any food because your brain is always about efficiency, but eat calorie dense foods because it thinks, oh my God, it's famine. You've lost 50 pounds. Like this is like emergency time and we got to pack the weight back. So dieting is quite dangerous. Um, So my program is absolutely not about dieting at all. Um, My program is built on three pillars. So at the base of the house is getting somebody to a really good place. And what I mean by that is having an internal environment that is kind, gentle, and loving. Why? Because we all flourish in that kind of environment. I want you to think about going to a workplace where your boss is just horrible to you, a boss who sees the worst in you. When you make a mistake, comes down on you, he calls you names, it's a scary place to go every day. What kind of work do you produce? Now I want you to imagine a workplace where you are supported, where you are praised. When even when you make a mistake, people rally around you and they say, what's going on? We know you can do better. Let's get you the help that you need because we know that you're worthwhile. What kind of work do you produce there? Right. We're the boss. You got to create that internal environment for yourself. And it cannot be an environment where either I'm perfect or I hate myself. Because we are human and to be human is to error. Um, if perfection is the standard, I'm going to fail every single time. Right, and That's a beautiful way to put it. Thank you. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, And so that's the base. And then yeah. there's three pillars to my program. The first pillar is eliminate your trigger foods. We have to eliminate our drugs. We have to get clarity of mind. We need the fog to be lifted. Um, we need the, the trigger foods to go away. So now we can start examining what some of the drivers are to, to compulsively overeat. And we can't do that until we put those down. One meal at a time, one day at a time. We never talk about for the rest of our lives. I can't commit to anything for the rest of my life. And when I say the rest of my life, I get super scared and nervous. And I have this little voice in my head that says, you can't, you can't do it for the rest of your life. So I suggest one meal at a time. I'm very confident. I've already had lunch. I'm very confident that for dinner, I won't have trigger foods. I feel confident in that. Right. But if you ask me for the next 40 years, I can't manage that. So that's pillar number 1 pillar number 2 is community so my program right now there's over 75 people in my program from all over the world we have Europeans we have Canadians people from the US awesome. and that's our community and you need to be tapped into a community of people trying to do exactly what you're trying to do and understand the daily struggles you know understand mm-hmm. the holidays are coming up and you know aunt betty always makes me this cake and i don't know how to handle that This community understands that that is a real struggle. Your friends might say something like, oh, what's the big deal? You can't disappoint. Just have a piece, yeah. Yeah, don't be so selfish. Uh Be happy. And that kind of advice keeps us stuck and it keeps us sick. So we need Uh to support us. And then the third pillar is mindfulness and spirituality. So addictive eating is often mindless eating. So one of the antidotes is mindfulness. Fullness, right? So I often, if some if I have a client who's struggling with binge eating, for example, I'll Mm -hmm. say, okay, next time you're about to binge, I want you to do it with no distractions, no TV, no phone, no radio, nothing. You're going to sit down with all your binge foods in front of you. You're going to really look at it. You're going to take time to smell it. You're going to take bites and you're going to chew them properly. Put your fork down. Go to the next bite and thoroughly be in the moment. It's actually not possible. I have yet to meet one person that can binge, totally present, engaging all their senses and do it slowly and thoroughly. They can't, right? So what does that tell you? We almost have to go unconscious. I did. I had to go unconscious to be able to eat the volume of food that I was able to eat. I couldn't do it consciously. Then there's the portion of spirituality. So spirituality is absolutely not religion. Sometimes people come into my program and they get a bit confused. Religion is very personal. We don't talk about that in my program. So spirituality is, um, if you've lived with weight issues, you may struggle with self-esteem issues. So spirituality is like a balm for that. It is a, a way to reconnect with your worth, to reconnect with your own power, that uh, you know, so many times we hear our clients say, I was bad today. No, no, you're not like your eating has nothing to do with your worth, has nothing to do with your character. Mm-hmm. You have maybe some bad behaviors because you're human, all are welcome to earth. You will have bad behaviors, but that spirituality is a reminder and a connection with the powerful, perfect, beautiful place that's inside of all of us that we were all born with. Mm-hmm are the three pillars and what we're trying to get at the top of the
0: house is peace and neutrality with food that's our goal Just it's peace in ourselves and and, and ourselves our world peace starts and that is an important place to be Yes, now, i have a question for you you probably know the uh, the work of julia ross with amino acids did you ever try that No, I don't know her work with amino acids. because she has craving types. And I have actually good results by substituting certain amino acids that help the body form brain chemicals that then helps people leave the foods that they know they can't eat and maybe stop after a bite. Wow, that's amazing. It's a good book. Here it is, (laughs) The Craving (laughs) core. The Craving what? Cure? Craving Cure. Excuse my English. It's a nice book. It's a very good book. She has 30 years experience with eating disorders and addictions. I find it interesting as a brain health coach myself, what else out there? And yes, you're right. The emotional part is so important. You have to work through your issues. You have to have your purpose. Why do you really want to lose weight? Many people want to lose weight because they want to keep your partner. The partner says, you're too fat. I don't like you anymore. That's not a good reason to lose weight. No. And if you do, are you going to even like
1: your partner? Because it was conditional, mm-hmm. right? And those are the conditions we put on ourselves. I'm only going to accept myself when I'm 20 pounds thinner. I'm only going to buy new clothes when yep. I'm thinner. I'm only going to find a new job when I'm thinner. And then what ends up happening, those are so awful that we lose the weight. We're still like, I'm still not happy. And it's sort of like the same analogy with the partner. Oh, I'll marry you if you lose 20 pounds. So you lose 20 pounds and he marries you and you're like, I don't even want to be married to you.
0: No, that's not really love because the person inside the body, the body will change. Yes. I always find it funny when people say there's two things in life that you can't avoid, death and taxes. That's so wrong. I say you don't have to pay taxes you can go to jail but there's there's two other things that you can't avoid yes death is of course we can't avoid death but the other one is change and that's something we can't avoid our body will change whether we like it or not you better like it because yeah. it's happening
1: yeah agreed agreed aging and yeah and
0: hopefully we'll change our mind and become from the childish child A more wise adult and more settled and peaceful like you're saying i love peace
1: so uh, what i say about peace is the more at peace i am with myself Mm. i'm at peace with my flaws my my flaws my shortcomings the more at peace i can be with you Mm. so the peace actually starts from myself and i can be peace with my fellows and then i can make peace with food and and life is just so
0: much better much much better i i like that piece with food because sometimes we just want a piece of chocolate is my trigger food so sometimes yeah. i just want a piece of chocolate yeah. and at least i say to myself i enjoy it so i i do eat it mindfully yes. and it tastes good yes and it's hard to stop yeah you have to really train yourself because it's hard it's like an alcoholic learning to have one glass of wine, it's tough. It is possible. It's very, very tough. Yeah. So some people find it easier not to have it at all. Sure. Yeah, and I totally respect that because everybody has to respect their own body and their own yes. feelings. Yes. And and I love that you work with that. It is very important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like the picture that you have in the back.
1: Oh, it's uh, Salvadori Dali. I like him. Yeah, The Flight of the Butterfly. So I love the story of the butterfly. I think it's one of the spiritual stories. Um, it, you know, it talks about the caterpillar yeah. and the caterpillar thinks that their whole life is on the forest floor. And one day they have these stirrings inside of them, and they're not sure what it means. And it gets scary because then they, you know, they become this cocoon, and, they're fr- and they've got to fight to get out. And if anybody, you know, breaks the cocoon, they'll never have wings. So they've got to do it all by themselves, and they've got to fight, 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 and then they're free, and they're the butterfly. And then I love the part um, where the, it's a story that I'm recounting. It. That the butterfly starts to soar above the forest and it looks back at at the ground, at the little leaf that he thought was his whole life. And now he has the perspective of the whole forest because he fought out of
0: the cocoon. That is lovely. The way you tell this story is absolutely (laughs) lovely. Yeah. And the butterfly is such a pretty thing that you wouldn't believe that comes out of a ugly worm yes exactly (laughs) Exactly. and the greek mythology is phoenix out of the ashes same thing and beautiful those images and we all can do it when we feel that we are stuck in the dark being in the ashes so the ugliest worm on the ground of the earth as you said we have to fight our way out yeah come the butterfly Ah. I used to think that, you know, being 29 and over hundred
1: pounds overweight was like the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. Really? Like I thought it was the worst curse. I was so embarrassed. And even after I lost the weight, people would come up to me a couple of years later and they would say, how much weight did you lose? And I I didn't want to tell them. I was just humiliated. i would gotten that big and Mm -hmm. I was full and I didn't want to remember. But now today I am so grateful for that experience because The only way that I can stay in recovery is if I meditate every day, not, well, I don't do it every day, but I meditate regularly, Mm -hmm. have to exercise regularly. Mm -hmm. I have to eat whole foods. I have to be of service. I have to help other people who are struggling with food addiction. And I shouldn't say have to, I get to do all that. And as a result, that attracts so much joy to my life. Because the truth is If I could have just been a crazy, skinny, binging bitch, I would have. Like, If I I had never gained a pound, Mm -hmm. I would have just continued on that path and I would have never found the happiness and joy that I find by doing the work to stay recovered. So it is one
0: of my greatest blessings. Now that's a wonderful thought to end the show because to be grateful for the hardships that help us to grow that is a sign of maturity and wisdom thank you thank you and And I am happy that you went through that. I went through hardships myself, and I hope I came back a little wiser and i hope I probably have to face some more hardships, which is absolutely fine. Because that's part of self acceptance. Life can be hard, and I see it in my puppy. And I say to him, "Yeah, being a puppy can be hard." (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. And and you have children, right? Young children. Yeah,
1: I have an eight year old daughter. And so, you know, my greatest wish for my eight year old daughter is that she grows up loving her body, filled Mm -hmm. with confidence, putting her health first. Her health and happiness is a priority. And what I know is the only way to teach her that is through
0: example. For example, you can say one thing and do another thing and the kids will do as you do, not as you say. A hundred percent. So those times
1: when I might feel guilty because I've prioritized exercise or I've got a sitter so I can go do yoga, I think, no, I am showing her how to live a life. I am showing her that it's important to put health first. and, and so, cause that's the way I want her to grow up. Right. Um, if my mother could have been happy and taken care of herself and put her happiness, mm-hmm. that would have changed the trajectory of my life, mm-hmm. but to watch her suffer and be sad and live with obesity, it took a long time for me to undo everything that I saw.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, Thank you for sharing this wonderful story. Now, if somebody wants to join your program or just contact you and inquire about it, how can they do that? They can go onto my website. It's sandraalia.com. So it's
1: S-A-N-D-R-A-E-L-I-A.com. And I welcome um, speaking to anybody. You can drop me a line. I answer my own emails. And it might take me a little bit of time, but I do. So I'll answer your questions. And I'm always happy to set up a free consultation and at least offer you a few tips to get you on your journey.
0: Now, that is really lovely. Thank you for that, Sandra. And thank thank you for that wonderful show. And I make sure to share all your links in below the video and in the podcast uh, area, of course wonderful and i wish you all the best and Thank i like you. namaste because it means i honor the godlike in you <laughs> namaste and whether we Thank call you. god or the spirit or the light in you it's it's all the same in my books so wonderful all the best to you and that was healthy alternatives for today about emotional eating with sandra Elia, and i'm dr christine zauer bye-bye have a great day and this brings us to the end of today's show. Please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments or suggestions. Or if you'd like to contact me, my email here is christine at communityradio.ca or you can contact me through my website docchristine.com d-o-c-c-h-r-i-s-t-i-n-e dot com I'm always grateful for any feedback. You might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run non-profit radio station. And we even have an art gallery. If you're local and you'd like to drop in, we are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIO EFM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.